Welcome to Just Charisma, episode 47. I'm your host, Brayden Charisma, and joining me today is Henry Zhang. Hey. <laughs> how you doing, man? I'm good. How are you, Brayden? Pretty good, thank you. So, Henry, this guy's going to be like the dentistry master, you know? Like, this guy's going to crush it. Mm-hmm. And also, Henry and I went, used to go to high school together, so which is really cool. So, Henry's back in from Toronto for the first year, so how is dentistry school, t- t- like, how are you dealing with that so far? Um, it's quite a change. I think the the greatest change was transitioning from a small city like Nanaimo, yeah. with a population of, what, 90,000, then you go into that, yeah. the heart of downtown Toronto, which is around 1 million people, just condensed. So, like, uh, from 24 hours in the day, you see people on the streets all the time, yeah. and then there's also bright LED lights from the big screens advertising, and it's just such a change. Also, there's no nature which kind of sucks totally it's just a concrete jungle so like you have to if you're used to seeing the oceans the grass even children yeah i haven't seen children in downtown toronto they're like they're they're rare yeah and then so like you just have to find find your way through that and school is not that difficult it's challenging but i feel like when when you the application process weeded out like um people that they found suitable that could handle the course load and okay. they've already proved themselves yeah and then the transition was just you finding your work school that school like school life balance okay much. yeah so like i mean like do you find that like the transition from like i guess the university here to the university in toronto do you find the course load harder or do you find it like like a, like a healthy challenge um is I wouldn't say it's harder from undergrad. I think the most courses I've taken was um, seven courses in a semester, and then uh, just just to like I think I took one extra by accident. I didn't choose this, uh, but it was just to test me to like have a taste of like what can I handle. Okay. And I thought that would prepare me going in. Totally. So then I took that. I I did really well, and I felt like okay, that how hard can it get, right? And I go into Toronto, now I have like my own place, I have to figure out um, how to balance like taking care of chores and duties um, on top of coming home from 8 a.m. Uh, to 5 p.m. weekdays, every single weekday I have to come back uh, to cook, all that shit. Totally. And then I'm gonna be trying to push in some time to study. So then it's just, it's just different because there's, it feels like we also have more courses, so we have eight courses right now for the first year throughout the whole year. Yeah. And so we have eight courses on top of your, your like life balance. So you just have to find that like what's a happy medium, you know? Totally. Don't overwork yourself. And like, so how are you? So how did you find like your happy medium? Um, it was a trial and error process, honestly. Okay. Um, I I knew once I got in, I didn't have to like pull up ninety plus percent. So I just I, I just knew like I'll do my best. Totally. I'll learn everything that's applicable to the very fullest and like hands on. I'll make sure I'm very good. Um, so that was my logic going in. I also had to change my mindset. Like if you were to get what 75, 80%, that's it. That's perfect. All you need is 60% plus to pass. Oh yeah. Okay. That's, that's my aim now. So I was getting uh, that. So the burden and like mental stress was like pretty much at a minimum so now i'm finding out so how how efficiently can i study can i just pump out like two hours a day four hours a day don't compare yourself to other people because i have classmates like 
80% of them, they're studying till 3 a.m. every morning, hitting up class at 8 a.m., repeating. That sounds horrible. Horrible. Like, horrible. You need sleep. Exactly. And, like, the fact you're going to go home, probably study for six hours or whatever, that just sounds like it's mentally draining. It is. It is. You could see, like, you could see transition. You can see physically, like, a bunch of students. If starting off the, the year, they had, like, friendly faces, a glow to them. And then you see transitioning, oh, it's coming to the end of first semester, almost winter break. And you see them, they have like huge bags on their eyes and they just look ghosty. That's it's brutal, crazy. man. Oof. Like, I mean, I don't know if I can handle like a course. Like, I don't know, I mean, knowing me, like I wouldn't study for like six hours or something. But like, it would be like, inc- that's, that'd just be too hard for me. Yeah. Um, but like, that's great that you were able to like, I guess, decrease that mental like burden. So you're not like, you know, you didn't get that, I guess, you know, you were always like a, a straight A student in high school, right? And yeah. like, and from what I understand in like university and stuff. So, I mean, to go from like, you know, needing to hit that 90 plus and then all of a sudden you just, you know, you're able to like relax and be like 75, that's great. Like, let's, fuck yeah. Like, let's just keep, let's keep this up. You know, like if I get a 90, that's even better. But like, exactly. as long as, you know, I'm passing is what matters and you got into the school. So that's yeah. always the great steps. Yeah. And it's important thing, it's like, it's, I say just passing, but I'm not aiming to pass, I'm aiming to do my best. Of course. But I'm not uh, thinking like, oh man, I need to memorize every single word yeah. on like a textbook, on a lecture, whatever. Like you just, you, there's so much uh, like crap that's just oblivious and just for context that you do, do not know, need to know in the future. I will like minimize that because it was just add on and pile up too fast and too much totally and then you're getting overwhelmed and then yeah. you're gonna like then go like this is where people get like anxiety this exactly. is where people like just crushed under stress and yeah. then like have you had any did you have any classmates drop out in the first semester or first um, year uh everybody has their own specific niche like a uh, click within the 96 people in our class okay and then uh I'm part, I know everyone, at least one person in each clique, but like from what I've heard, there was, the thing was uh, for dentistry, there was probably, I say in our class, maybe 10 people who applied to both medicine and dentistry. Okay. So, but I guess they got the interview in medicine, but they were rejected um, post-interview, but they got accepted into dentistry. So they took the um the back route so they just decided to okay i'm not gonna waste a year i'm gonna go into dentistry now even though that wasn't their first choice yeah so we have 10 people that really like they were not passionate about dentistry teeth whatever and then now they're in it and then you can hear uh going in you could hear a lot of people um like uh, bitching about like the course load all of this because i understand this as well as um they don't have a passion towards studying it as well as like you have to be um your manual dexterity has to be on point it's actually pretty crazy they might lack that uh, or they don't care and people are frustrated all the time in labs and clinics and then uh, you hear, hear over talking it's like hey like you could you could overhear i heard one person asked uh one of their friends would you miss me if i left oh really yeah it's crazy huh but i mean like I mean, that kind of sucks for, like, the people that get, like, partnered with these people that aren't, like, you know, 100%, like, ready for dentistry, you know? Like, yeah, it's kind of just like, oh, these are both good jobs. I prefer this. Right. But then you get into this, and they're like, all right, well, let's see where this goes. Yeah. It's not like, you know, yourself where you're like, like, since I've known you, you've been passionate about, like, yeah, you're like, I want to be a dentist. Yeah, for sure. And you've, like, 
you've all honestly like you've always been like that and that's great and like now you're in dentistry and like you're super passionate about it you're like crushing it you're you know like like there's you have one goal and like that is to work hard in the school so like whoever's partnered with you is going to be lucky because like you know you know you're studying you know you're focused you know like easily distracted or like you know you're not gonna half-ass anything right it's just my mission like it's my main goal at the end of the day when it's all said and done i just want to be the best dentist possible totally in my world you know which is awesome yeah okay um so then how do you like have you done any labs then like how did you find the labs in the first year if there was any um so usually like even in um when you're selecting major in undergrad like your arts or science or um, biology whatever um you have specific courses in the first year that are pretty generalized to the major you're wanting, right? Okay. You get exposed to everything. It's the same as going to medicine and dentistry. So for dentistry, um, we get exposed to uh, everything, every single specialty, because in dentistry, you can specialize. Like you can be a prosthodontist, uh, endodontist, orthodontist, braces, all that. So we have every single basic like knowledge for each of those courses condensed into a specific course throughout the year, and that will be um, you know brought on to us. And then so we get exposed to for for right now what I've learned in clinic is I've learned how to um, like uh, scale and explore. Um, teeth. Okay. So just what hygienists do, and uh, as as well as we've learned proper positioning and so ergonomics um, for uh, dentist slash patient like workspace. Also in uh, the more hands-on clinic in restorative dentistry, we have already learned how to drill. There's um six classes of uh, uh, drilling. Like drill and fill, the classic drill and fill. Okay. So like for cavities, there's six cases, different cases that you'll classify as one to six. Yeah. And then we've learned how to we've learned the basics, the knowledge about all six. Okay. But we've practiced um like class one, class two, class three. So class one is just in your grooves, so on your teeth where you bite, you see the pits and the cusps and oh, all of that. Okay. Yeah. So I can drill cavities from there as well as like on the interproximal, so between teeth, so the uh, anterior and posterior teeth, I've learned that. Um, takes like the the burr, the burr itself, as well as the burrs are like pretty much drill bits. Okay, yeah. <laughs> for context. <laughs> and then um, the burrs, as well as the high-speed drill, is revving around 200,000, over 200,000 uh, revolutions per second. <laughs> so, and then the thing about this is that uh, I've never knew how much control you need. Like when you're drilling into something, if some a tooth is being drilled at that velocity, um, shit's flying everywhere. Totally. Know? Like, and then if you just slightly maneuver it wrong one way, like you're not careful or you're just, your grip was too loose or you slip, man, that's like three millimeters of your tooth gone. And then like every millimeter counts. Okay. Every millimeter counts as well as like everybody thinks. I thought before I did all of this and learned about that like dentists just go in, they see the cavity or whatever on the x-ray, they go in with the, the drill and they go and then oh, it's gone now. There's like an ugly looking spaced out where the cavity was and then and she just drilled around it or all that shit. But like uh, you have to take into consideration now um, variation as well as like uh, each of your teeth are like alive, right? So they have pulp. Um, the pulp um, 
encased in the enamel and dentin. Okay. And then if you were to hit or drill too deep into the enamel and dentin, then you expose the pulp. And once the pulp ex- is exposed, you can have infections. Oh, dang. Infections. Okay. So which if that uh, happens, then like you can't like there's um there's protective p- procedures if you expose pulp, but the success rate is like very minimal. So if you were to fuck up and then like hit the pulp, yeah, then you got like um, blood squirting everywhere, and then now you, you have bacteria from your mouth that could go in and start infection and hit uh, transverse all the way to your nerve. Then you have a toothache, and then now you need a, um, a root canal or you need extraction, and that could have been the uh, the dentist's fault. Totally. So you never knew that, and you would have not known. Especially, also, you could have. There's a difference between a good restoration and a bad one. So, like, usually you have specific angles, margins, and dimensions that you want to keep, so that uh, the, the the restoration either amalgam to the shiny silver metal, yeah, or the composite to the plastic that matches the shade of your teeth, yeah. Um, whether that can not like just fall out when you're biting. You have specific angles, you have roughnings at areas, you have etching, all that. You have to make sure it's it's an art form, honestly. That's and cool. It, the, the better dentist will keep in mind these dimensions and art forms, and you have a nice looking as well as a long lasting restoration. Okay. Yeah. Dang. That's a lot to take into consideration, yeah, right? It's crazy. It's crazy. I didn't realize, like, I mean, like, I get it, like, I can see the stress of working in someone's mouth because it's like, dude, that's what they eat. That's where, like, you know, that's a lot of stuff goes on in the mouth, right? Yeah. But, like, when you like really break it down, it's like holy shit! Like, yeah. Like it. I mean, it's like I guess a lot like m- most like major stressful things, but like you know, one small mistake and it's like this is not good. Yeah. Like you then yeah like next thing yeah you're saying the tooth is abscessed tooth or toothache and then next thing you know you need a root canal like that sucks like that like those are expensive like yeah. especially like I mean how's the de- like the odds unless it's like a pretty obvious thing how's the, the dentist gonna know he like that was caused from him or like he's gonna think oh. like uh, you're gonna like so sometimes if you're feeling tooth pain probably the cavitation of the cavity already and bacteria already ex- reached your pulp so it's broken down through the enamel okay through the dentin reach your pulp that's why you have a toothache and there's probably abscess forming already so that's probably not going to be the dentist when yeah. you show him he's just going to see the cavitation already but like if you have just like a small cavity and then you go in and they're drilling and all of a sudden there's a, you um they drill and then all of a sudden they poke through too hard boom you see the pulp exposure like they'll see it oh they'll i see, see it. okay so and it'll be fresh like healthy like red pink like yeah like the pulp yeah okay yeah. so and then they might they'll probably a good dentist will uh or a sneaky dentist will probably keep their cool you know and then they'll probably uh now have to take into the measures of like protecting the pulp and hoping for the best that it doesn't you it, know yeah like progress yeah, yeah, makes sense. I mean, at the same time, you know, he's he's got to keep his cool. Like, they got to yeah. keep their cool because, exactly. I mean, if they're like, uh, and yeah, then that's yeah. going to make the patient nervous, right? Exactly. And then that's not going to be good. Exactly. So, yeah, no, I get that. Um, that's crazy. So, like, I do have, like, another question. So, I never asked you this. Yeah. Why Why did you want to become a dentist? Oh, um, it's, like, so since you've known him, like you said, uh, you've always heard that I wanted to be a dentist. Yeah. But, like, it honestly really started when I was 
um, when my parents immigrated to Canada. Okay. And so, like, mom was taking care of me for the most part while my dad was going to school at McMaster in Ontario. Okay. Um, so, uh, but my mom also worked at a factory. Um, so I was, and then they were low income, so I was pretty much taking care, like, I was at the apartment by myself in the mornings to the afternoons until my mom came home. So I didn't really have anybody, like, you know, telling me to brush my teeth. Or my mom didn't even know the importance of me brushing my teeth. Right. Uh, and then she also worked at the factory that produced its, um, like, gumballs. Like oh, okay, yeah. Treats. And then she would, like, bring some back for me, like, as a treat or whatever for totally. a long day. Then, like, of course, as a kid, you have no self-control. You're eating you just, sugary treats. Totally. Boom. So many cavities, so much pain. And then, like, so all I'd known as a kid was visits to the dentist. Okay, okay. And I was like, I'm going in with massive toothaches, like massive toothaches. And then I go in, I come out, I got, like, a shiny new crown, or um, I got my tooth pulled out, and the pain just erased, you know? And then I was like, wow, that's the greatest feeling ever. Okay. I, I know dentists, I was like, this is really cool. I want to go into this, you know, in okay. the future. That's yeah. kind of like, that's a cool story of, like, how it kind of was, like, this like yeah that's awesome like yeah you felt like a bunch of pain the dentist was like i got you man like yeah it's a positive experience like i don't know why i couldn't understand as a kid why people hated going to the dentist because i loved every experience okay yeah. i think the the for me personally this the, the part that makes me so uncomfortable is just like if i have to go and like get like a like a you know you know just any like dangerous or not dangerous but like any high tech work done you know like yeah. uh cavities getting a crown in or something it's just yeah. like it's just uncomfortable yeah for sure i can understand that but the, as a as a dentist as a if you want to be a good dentist you have to have good social work totally. skills and yeah. then you have to make sure you're like the patient feels comfortable with what you're doing you're doing yeah. everything yeah and then you're making sure that they trust you of course i mean there's still gonna be some moments where they're like this is gonna make you feel a little uncomfortable yeah. if it gets too much let me know type exactly. thing. like they've always like it's always They've always been good. Yeah. It's just like, you know, going up as this like, ah, they, like go for cleanings. I love going for cleanings because it's just like super chill. Yeah. You know, they take your x-rays if you haven't done it in a while and then yeah. they just clean your teeth. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. And then it's just like, the when I hear the drill in my teeth, I just get like, I just yeah. get like anxious. But a lot of people whatever. Yeah. Well, how about the needle? How do you feel? Like when I get my, my, like my mouth frozen? Yep. It's not the worst. Like I can... I don't I prefer not obviously yeah but like when I need it I can I kind of just like you know like probably like some people I just kind of grab the chair and just kind of like try not I don't look at the needle because yeah, like that yeah, would bother sure. me um and I just kind of think about other things and you know the dentist is like okay so you're gonna feel a pinch in like three two and then yeah boom and you're like okay cool one done like and I think they do it like you know depending on what they're doing yeah. x amount of times yeah. and then once it's numb it's fine but you know yeah it's not the worst but you know i definitely prefer not to have you know I, that's why i like would rather take care of my teeth yeah that's <laughs> that's the most important part totally man take care of your teeth um so this is the part of show henry called the motivational moment mm -hmm. so how would you describe your passion in five words or less um uh, okay i i want to like make out the point so i'm passionate about dentistry especially pa passionate about prevention so like before any caries, cavities, or gum disease, whatever happens in your mouth. Totally. So uh, I think people just don't understand. Um, here's my five words. Oral health is total health. Okay, okay. So like your mouth is 
a part of your body. Totally. And a fun fact that one of my professors told me is that if you were to lay out and like cross section and remove all the gums and gingiva in your mouth and just spread it flat on a table, it's probably this uh, it covers the length of your surface area of your forearm. Oh wow! Right. So if you had a big rash on your forearm, you're gonna go see a family physician get it diagnosed. Totally. Right? Yeah. Same thing in your mouth. You got gum disease. Why don't you, you know, go see a dentist or before that, why didn't you like floss, brush your teeth, all that? Right? Totally. Okay. Right. That makes a lot of sense. That's really that's it's smart thing. You know, I mean, like, it's like anything. It's like you get a cold. Your first thought is, I gotta get rid of it. Right. I mean, it's like, you know, you you get a toothache. I find like most people put it off. Yeah. And yeah. they're just like, no, no, it's not bad yet. Exactly. And then next, and then they have instead of just going to get this little cavity removed that would yeah. probably cost them maybe a couple hundred bucks. Now they're getting this, um, like, and they're getting an abscess tooth removed, and then then it's like, you know, 800 bucks or exactly. I, don't, I don't know how what the pricing is on that stuff, but it's a lot more expensive. Exactly. Just to like try and prolong it, which isn't good. It was like when I got my, uh, when I had to get this wisdom out, it, it all of a sudden it was like, it, would, it bugged me for a while and I was like, I just ignored it, ignored it. And then it was like, one day it was like, boom, we're infected. Yeah. And I had to take antibiotics yeah. just to like calm it down. Yeah. And then once it was gone, then yeah. luckily just before, just after I finished the antibiotics, I was able to get into the the specialist and he was able to ruin my tooth. Yeah. Like, I mean, after that, like I was like, now, like never again. Right. Exactly. Like, exactly. So, I wouldn't want that. Exactly. Yeah. So it's all, it's just a progression. Like, uh, I understand there's certain cases where you can't afford to go to dentists, like yeah. all of that. But I think that's a primary factor. That's the downside of privatized, um, dentistry, I guess. But I heard about upsides, is that if you see like European countries, their universal healthcare covers dentistry. Okay. But the thing is, when Europeans come over here for a dental appointment, they say, "Wow, the, there's such a difference in the quality of dental work." Oh. So over okay. there, I guess it's a little more shoddy okay. compared to here. But like, of course, you're gonna pay more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, it's it's like the thing with most things. Like, the more you pay, the the better the quality netly you're expected to see, yeah. right? But I mean, obviously, dentist getting dentist work done is obviously usually like always. Uh, it's always it's never it's always, it's never about not wanting to go. It's mo- it's mostly the financial factor. Exactly, right? that's a huge thing. Um, uh, I just like hopefully there's strides in the future to like have more um, plants or some, I guess, universal healthcare for dentistry. Totally. But I I'm, right now I know that low income families can. Um, like have subsidized care okay especially for their kids and then but the main thing is like if you just wanted to avoid all of this in the first place you should just floss floss and brush twice a day you know totally yeah exactly and it's not it's it sounds it's like 10 minutes less than 10 minutes a day like for both for both yeah exactly and then you got a brighter smile better better looking smile and you're reducing the risk of your cavities gum disease all of that like like you bathe every day you put soap on you body wash shampoo totally. like why why can't you <laughs> brush and floss this is true you, you definitely have a point there yeah okay that's cool but yeah well, that totally makes sense i mean the way you like you you phrase it it's just like it just yeah like it's a no-brainer like exactly I, I always the one thing i lack in is flossing mm-hmm. but i always because i don't like i don't like using the the rope i like right. using like the little picks, picks yeah yeah 
those are those my preferred ones and i do have them mm-hmm. that's just me being lazy yeah but like i do use like the mouthwash and i do the teeth brushing yeah and then it's like you can it's like you can feel the difference when you go to the dentist like i love getting a cleaning because you can feel all the spaces between your exactly. teeth exactly and then i think it's been like a month now and like most spaces are already gone now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So hot, but I mean that's why they ask you to go every six months to go twice a year. Boom. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. Um, so yeah. Now, once you're done dentist, once you're done like dental school, what's your plan for that? Because uh, like you were telling me, like, yeah, you're about to hear like a potential uh, opportunity in a week or so. Yeah. So hopefully in the next week or so, I get a call um, to go into the. Uh, Canadian Armed Forces. Uh, it's through the Dental Officer Training Program where I applied and um, I'm in the application process to hopefully be a future dentist um, for the Canadian Armed Forces. So where the perks of it was that my tuition is getting paid, so that's 50000 per year um, times four. Yeah. So that's 200000 that's getting taken care of as well as I'm getting base salary uh, like around 60000 then like I have a guaranteed job after I graduate for the next four years totally if, if I choose to stick with it um, even afterwards and then I, I'm making competitive wage as like a general dentist that would be making say in the greater Toronto area and wow. then afterwards I feel like I want to leave the military but then I want to come back to Nanaimo and like set up my own practice my okay. own clinic and so like why do you want to do that just cause like you just have this like this goal to kind of like own a business type thing. Um, the th- uh, what what I want is I know every single dentist and everything single practice varies, right? Okay. So I envision like if I was to set up my own um, practice, I would probably feel confident in like uh, the timing and the procedures, and I have a like I have all the tools and shit. Totally. So I feel confident into going for extraction, doing endo, whatever. Okay, yeah. And then I'm fully capable. I start up my own practice. And I want to, like, make sure, like, each aspect is, um, is in a way, friendlier or, like, more approachable to, like... Oh, I see. To yeah. a wider audience, right? Definitely. So, like, you know, most people aren't, like, scared to come exactly. to the dentist type thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to, like, have a primary focus of... Um, like pediatric dentistry so i want to make it like kid friendly totally even though there's like already amazing pediatric dentists here but like uh, i wanted to just encompass a broad range from the elderly to the children you know that's cool okay yeah. i mean that way like you know it's just like if that way you know and no one's afraid that's like you know the mom's like okay we gotta go to the dentist say the kids are like sweet i'm gonna go yeah, to dr exactly. zang like this man's got me right exactly yeah like they're all gonna be all excited because then you're just gonna be like you know, they're going to show up, there's going to be, like, whatever, like, kids area, or there's going to be, you yeah. know, things like every, like every practice, right? There's yeah. going to be, like, the stuff, and I can see it. You know, the hype. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's going to be, it's going to be nice. Just even chilling in the now, lounge, you know? Totally, it's, right? It's going to be, hopefully, like, I'll make the environment, like, less stressful, all of that. Totally. Like, I think, like, the the worst feeling is, like, when you're in, like, the, the, like, the lounge, or, like, the waiting room, and, like... Yeah just like dead silent exactly and then like you know you got a couple kids playing but yeah. like they're probably not the kids that are in like the the uh, yeah, like in yeah. the back rooms right and yeah. then they're all doing their thing and then you know you're just sitting there waiting for your name to get called yeah. and you're like shit like this you're kind of like depending on what you're doing you might be stressing yourself yeah, out like exactly. oh, it's getting really bad like exactly so i mean totally like i, I get it yeah so like yeah like i mean like it's like uh, like right now you could 
if you had like the practice, you could have the Raptors game on. People get fired up because exactly. I mean, like, who's who's not excited about the Raptors? Exactly. Or not? Exactly. So just to like, yeah, definitely bring like a a new like a I guess a more happier environment. Yeah. Exactly. Well, yeah, not not sacrificing like the quality. Of oh, of course, not not at all. Yeah. Yeah. So it would be kind of sick. I'm I'm visioning like, and like. Just there's so much because it's my own clinic, so you can do whatever to it. You also you have all the necessities, right? You have the best of chairs, all of that. You have like flat screen TV, so you can like they're reclined. You're working oh, on yeah. the mouth, of course, but you can watch TV, whatever. Totally, so it's all good. That's cool. Yeah. Um. So another question about the military. Then, do you have to go through any military training? Oh yeah. Yeah. So um. For when you apply and if you get accepted for two summers during school, yep. you'll be going in for basic, uh, basic training. Okay. Uh, so you do everything like all the other applicants do. Not just you're not special. Like basic training is basic training. So totally. you're doing it with like infantry applicants, yep. um, medical officers, all of that. You're gonna do the basics, and that's that's gonna be like three months three, four months out of the two years in the summer. And uh, once you're done that, you're uh, in third and fourth year um, of your services with them. In the summers, you'll be actually going in and doing practical work. Oh, okay. In, aside of school. Yeah. So then like, and then once you graduate, you're the full-time dentist wherever they station you. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And then like, have you thought about where you'd want, like to be stationed? Uh, I, I think I have a, a minuscule say to it because like you only have so many bases around Canada. Yeah, I know. And you just pick like the top three, but you're not guaranteed to go there. Yeah. yeah. Like my buddy's brother, he, I think he chose Quebec somewhere. I can't, don't know the other couple places. I think one of them might have been Edmonton. Yeah. And then he ended up getting Quebec, which is what he wanted. Right. So that was cool. But yeah, uh, yeah I know what you mean. Like there's not, because I don't think there's one in BC uh, or at least in like, at least not, not the populated areas. Yeah. 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 So yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And like, how do you feel about that training? Uh, I feel like. I don't, I don't really care. I feel like it's not. It's very doable. Definitely. Yeah. It's just um, thing is like, I feel like it won't be too hard, but it will definitely like give you a glimpse of what everyone's going through. Right? Yeah, and I, I, I mean like I like that because at least it's you're somewhat prepared for like, you know, in case like a combat situation yeah. or like you know, just you know going from one place location to the next type thing. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So that's cool. Um, so then. How like was it like quite a long process to apply for this um, program type thing, or is it just like submitted application type thing? Yeah, so I had to do the first. I have to apply, then you get a testing date for the uh, uh, Canadian Armed Forces aptitude test. Yeah. So like um, everybody does it, just like math, like shapes, visual okay. things, English tests, whatever. You do that, um, and then you get through that. Then you move on to the medical interview as well as the um, just the, the checkup and all of that, physical checkup. And you get through that, you pass through that, then you're into the applicant's uh, list cycle. Okay. And then they're gonna compare your undergraduate marks, all of that, as well as your Canadian aptitude test um, and your fitness, all of that. And then they rank you. And then I heard this year there's um, 13 applicants for the dental officer's training okay. program, 10 spots. So I have a really oh, good that's chance. Oh, that's a yeah. I was gonna yeah, say exactly. that's a great op- that's a great chance. I mean, I was actually about to ask you how many spots they're taking, but yeah. I mean, ten is really good. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. out of thirteen, 
Like, I mean, that's cool that they told you how many applicants there was. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, that's exciting, man. Like, now I'm fired up. Like, I know you're going to get it. <laughs> yeah, fingers crossed. Man. Fingers crossed, that's right. And then, so, the, yeah, so then as soon as you get accepted, uh, does it kick in type thing? Yeah, so then I'm, like, I was signed contracts. I'm locked in for uh, four years while I'm, while I'm doing school. And then, like, and then another four years after. after. Okay. Yeah. So that makes sense. Yeah. But, I mean that's not gonna be that bad at all no, like no. at times honestly it's fly by yeah for sure like and like any anyone that i know who's in the military they seem to quite enjoy it like they don't have like i mean they're not like you know overly passionate about it but they enjoy it yeah exactly that's yeah. cool okay um yeah like i mean so after the four years when is your uh like after so you get this the program you finish that eight years with them how long do you think you open your practice? Um, so what I'm trying to do right now, even in school, I'm trying to absorb as much as I can, practice as much as I can. Um, hopefully, so usually, so in the four years, if you're not in the military program, after four years, you graduated, you did the board's exams, you passed, yep. you're a dentist. You go in and you usually find a practice to associate at. Okay. So you work as an associate dentist. Oh, I see. Okay. Your, your hours are like up to the the owners of the practice oh okay and then you'll be practicing doing everything uh from what i've heard is um more fast-paced of course um than what you've learned in school but you do everything and then so and through the military i feel like i'll be i'll be independent kind of i'll be my own dentist of but course. i have a lot of other dentists in the program that can like have guidance and show me totally. the ways i'm trying to um refine my skills as much as I can, and I feel like eight years of dentistry, I feel like I'll be solid if I put in the effort. Totally. Yeah. Okay. Um, as of right now, with what you've learned, what is like the hardest procedure you've had to practice? Oh, hard. Uh, the indirect vision. In um, so if like you're working on like a molar or yep. interproximal area, so like what I said, you're following the grooves, pits, at specific dimensions, but you have, you ever see those um, dental mirrors, the small oh, circular yeah, ones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so like, you have loops on, I forgot to mention that, it helps with your ergonomics sitting upright. Okay. But um, it just magnifies whatever your, your field of view. Oh, okay. So it's handy for like drilling. Yep. Um, and then you will have like, the mirror inside the patient's mouth. In direct vision, you're usually working on the upper teeth. And then so you're looking through that and a mirror is a reflection of the surface that you're looking yeah. at. So you're kind of doing opposite. Of yeah, what the you're, inverse. Yeah, the yeah. inverse, exactly. And then it's revving at 200,000 millimeters yeah. counts. You have to get the right angles. Oh, yeah, that's so stressful. It's stressful, <laughs> yeah, holy, holy, holy. Yeah, no kidding. Oh, how many times have you had to perform that? Um, right now, so like the first first year is strictly mannequins. Okay. So mannequin plastic teeth. Yeah. Um, set up and then the chairs are like almost identical to the like a clinic, but the mannequin is what you're working on. So yeah. If you fuck up, whatever. No. Yeah. Not a big deal. Exactly. But like, so I've gotten a lot of practice with like every single teeth so far, and then all the all the classes up to three. Nice. Yeah. That's good though. Were you able to like? kind of practice as much as you want to type thing or are you only able to do like you know x amount of time um usually you uh, so in the labs you we're gonna have classes and teeth they're gonna be numbered so you have like check marks so it's gonna be a drill like um so prep preparation where you're yep. drilling the surface of the teeth and whatever to remove the caries then you're gonna have the um fill 
So you either fill with amalgam, so the silver metal, or the composite that looks and matches with your teeth. Okay. You fill in and you have to carve and like burr uh, the specific shape and morphology and geometry of like what the natural tooth would have usually looked like without the decay, right? Okay. So, um... Uh, so we have a bunch of lists for the semester. We have to complete each of those and get assigned off by our instructors. Okay. And then um, uh, I think through that, I, I worked with every single teeth. But like I said, like you, we're not allowed to, we, we are allowed, but we have limited time. Okay. These preparations for us, especially in first year, take like longer than usual. Yeah. So getting the hang of it. So usually during the clinic hours directed for this procedure, um, we're, we're like just finishing time, right? And then yeah. outside, like every week, you we have three hours to just practice offside for the test. Okay. Um, the same drill and fills, but like you only get maybe two teeth for each individual. And if you fuck okay. up on one, like that's it. You have to like try and, you know, make it as best as you can for that one can't take a negative shove it in and we try it right? yeah okay it's limited right now for sure makes sense i mean yeah i get it like that's kind of cool though i mean at least you get like that extra practice time type thing yeah and like that way you're going to be more comfortable especially when it comes to like practical tests and all that stuff exactly do you find like any like exams and stuff much more stressful than normal or um yeah I, it is because the course load is heavy but not only that it's just like um, when you get hit with the exams you get hit hard because they'll usually be worth like 40, 60%, even though it's not a final, it's just a midterm. Wow. So like you're studying like the course's material, yeah. you know, like 20 lectures, you know, worth of things for a midterm. Totally. And on top of that, like in three days time, you have another thing for another course, 20 lectures. Oh my gosh. Yeah. They're just like throwing these things at you like left, right, and exactly. center, right? Like they're just like, ah, you should be okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That's awesome, man. Well, Henry, I just wanted to thank you for coming on the show. Thanks, Brady. I appreciate it. Uh, can the people find you anywhere? Do you have uh, like Instagram or anything like that? Nah, uh, but I'll be back in the nine with like, hopefully, what, seven years. <laughs> <laughs> like, come out to my practice. That's right. You know, when this yeah. man's got his practice, we will it'll be pumping out Yeah. the people. You know, he's going to have the good quality, the good lounge, everything. Yeah. That's cool, man. Well, thank you. Thank you. If you uh, like the show, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Check out the other videos. And uh, we'll see. Oh, also, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff at Just Charisma. And don't forget to hit me that follow. Check out the, check out the other shows. And we'll show you, see you guys next time. Thanks.